Thanks for joining us for the MassMEP Manufacturing Podcast, Transforming Manufacturing Enterprises. MassMEP believes that there are some elements to a manufacturer's business, whether it's finding their inefficiencies, strengthening their internal processes, or even unlocking their growth, that can extend a manufacturer beyond its current limitations. So every episode, take a journey with us as we speak with manufacturers, legislature, subject matter experts, and so many more as we head down the path of manufacturing across the state of Massachusetts. Whether we're in Boston, Worcester, or out in Springfield, maybe even in the Berkshires, we'll be here every week and we'll explain to you more about manufacturing and what's happening right in your own backyard. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mass MEP Manufacturing Podcast. I'm Haley Steele. And I'm Emma Mailman. And it is Manufacturing Month. How exciting, right, Em? Woo! It's I very know. exciting. We look forward to this all year. We do. We do. It is, yeah. it is our favorite month of the year um, because it is Manufacturing Month. Although I would be amiss if I did not also state it is cybersecurity uh, month, week. I'm not quite sure if they have, I'm not sure if month. they've been given, they've been given the whole month. They got a whole month. month. They got a whole month. Okay. So cybersecurity's gotten a whole month, but STEM has only a week. We need to work on that. That's okay. That's a goal we're putting out there. We need a month for it, not just a week. So we will work on that. So yeah. However, so we, is- we do have manufacturing month. Yes. Well, we had to work for that too, because it was just manufacturing yeah. day at one point. And now we've worked hard enough that it was pushed as an entire month. So we can make things happen by the sound of a strong it. lobby. It's good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We're into it. We're into it. So it is manufacturing month. Um, and the week um, of the 17th, it does happen to be STEM week, which brings us to our guests today and why they were here, why they are here with us. Uh, we do have a first timer with us. Um, and we also have, if some of you haven't already recognized the voice, we have a repeat offender back on the show with us today. So I would like to welcome though, our first time guest, um, and that, sorry, Adam, but they get, they get special privileges when they're a first timer. Um, <laughs> so I would like to welcome Howie Latendry. Is that correct, Howie? Uh, it's actually Latown. It's a very French name. Oh, well, so hold on. So just, I don't know if you know this, Howie, but I'm not fluent in French at all, but I pretend that I am. So I like to do the same with Adam's name. So it's Howie Latown. Yes, correct. Oh, fancy. Well, welcome to the podcast with your very French name. Thank you. And thank you for giving me top billing as well. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Only for only for our best guests. Only for our best guests. Um, and we have back with us today, Adam Couturier. I like to say Couturier. And Couturier. He, yeah, exactly. See, 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 Howie, I told you I have, I have, I have no French in me at all, but I try very hard. So welcome, Adam, back from our Center for Advanced Manufacturing, or as we like to call it, CAM, because we do love our acronyms. So welcome, Adam. Thanks for having me back. You're welcome. So thanks, guys, for joining us today. Uh, And as you, well, you don't know this, Howie, but Adam knows we always ask an icebreaker question. And my icebreaker question for the two of you today, do you like a quick, brisk fall that just pops in and hits us right in the face or do you prefer a fall 
that slowly transitions over from the summer into fall. Howie. Myself, I would rather see a smooth, slow transition. Yeah. It helps you get prepared, do the things you need to do to kind of batten down hatches and get ready for the winter. So I prefer to see that slow progress towards the cooler weather. Yeah. Good. And I'm exactly with Howie on this one. Give me the slow burn. I want to see this transition nice and slow. Give me, give me the leaves coming in little by little. Give yeah. me that spectrum. I'm yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm a slow transition guy if I had to choose. All right, good. All right. So then basically what I'm hearing is um, that these past couple of weeks where we've been absolutely freezing cold is too soon. By this, yeah. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, this group. M, same for you? Oh, yeah. Nina and uh, a lot of my roommates in college were from down south, and I think it made me appreciate the seasons changing much more. One of my closest friends was from Tampa, and she had never seen the leaves change. So the first year she was up here, um, we drove through Vermont, and she was like a little kid just like <laughs> peeking around. And I, you know, we take it for granted up here. So yeah. slow fall. I uh, I appreciate it. It's my favorite season. I agree with you. I, um, I've I've lived all over, uh, mostly on the eastern border um, of the U.S., but it is the number one thing when we moved back here uh, to the northeast, and as soon as that first fall came around, I was the same way, and you're right. We do take advantage of it. I never, when I did live here, was never able to really look at um, the beauty of, of what we have in front of us every single day. Yeah, so. it's easy to complain about winter, but we get fall, so... Yeah, it and it's it worthwhile. Yeah, it's gorgeous. So, speaking about beauty, um, so Howie is with FlexCon, and I have to say, some of the pieces, um, products, I'm not quite sure how to describe them that come out of FlexCon, Howie, are pretty phenomenal in, in what you do. So, I know that you've been the community engagement director at FlexCon for, I guess it's been a little over a year now, but can you tell us a little bit more about how you got involved with the community engagement? Uh, since prior to that, you were the director of finishing technology for 43 years. Is that right? 43 years. Yes. Oh my, what were you, 10? <laughs> well, I, I was actually born in one of the plants. <laughs> there were no child labor laws back then so it was pretty easy to get around but okay no i i actually started my career fresh out of high school and mm -hmm. i rose through the ranks and you know flexcon's been great it's been a land of opportunity for me mm -hmm. uh, i've been able to assume many different roles right. and uh, you know being 62 heading towards kind of the twilight of the career I was really looking to see what could I do differently, you know, and I, I figured after 43 years, maybe it was time for a bit of a change. Yeah. And so the McDonough family actually looked at creating a community engagement position, which they were contemplating over the last couple of years. They just didn't have a candidate that exactly fit the bill. So um, I was provided that opportunity and I graciously accepted it. And I've been enjoying it ever since. It's been phenomenal for me. That's pretty cool. So when I hear you say that, you know, we, we just did a, an event 
with MEDC in Marlboro. And one of the focuses we spoke about was the pipeline and, and the high school career. So hearing you say that you've been with them since, you know, right out of high school, we're trying to, to change the visual on manufacturing and, and how it exists uh, within the youth. So I know you've been working towards engaging the youth in applied STEM careers to increase the workforce pipeline in manufacturing. So why is STEM week important to you and, and obviously to FlexCon? Because it's really the future of manufacturing. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is where our skilled workers are going to come from. Mm -hmm. And, you know, looking at some of the students that we've engaged with over the past several months, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I haven't uh, been exposed to teenagers for a long time. My children are in their 30s. Mm -hmm. And so it, it was a little bit of trepidation meeting with uh, young, young adults like that. But I was very, very uh, pleasantly surprised. Yeah. to see just how insightful they are, how eager they are to learn some of the questions that you get out of high school students concerning, you know, job opportunities, career advancement, long-term um, insurance coverage, things that I never, ever expected them to talk about. And, and I, so, like I said, I was pleasantly surprised and, you know, I've done all kinds of different programs so far, engaging with I think 11 different schools so far. Wow. And it's been, it's been just a thrill for me. Yeah. It's funny. You say that when you ask that question, do you think that, you know, obviously we can always go back and, and see where we were back in those days, but do you think there maybe the youth today is a little bit more advanced uh, with their insights as to what's really happening you know, going on? I know manufacturing, we can narrow it down to that, but in general, well, in general, I think they are. I mean, I think there's such exposure to, you know, such high tech things as, as they're growing up, uh, like things that, you know, in the past, people probably never saw until they got into the world of work. And yeah. now they're being exposed. And, you know, I, I went to uh, a school in Worcester just a couple of weeks ago. And just seeing the cosmetology lab, the TV uh, studio, just some of the things that they can get engaged with and get exposure to before they even go into either the world of work or onto further education. Uh, I, I was amazed and I, I, you know, I wish I had that same affordability and opportunity growing up, but yeah. like I said, it has given students now a leg up on uh, entering the world of work because of those opportunities. With technology too, now that everything's on social media, it's, I use the uh, Boston engineering dog that was at the mashup. Actually, the students who had come over when they initially saw it, they knew the company that made that robotic dog wow. without any kind of label on the actual robot. So it's like just through technology, I think they're exposed to just more and more things. It's more accessible. Wow. Uh, before yeah. we dive in, you know, too much into STEM week, I kind of want to bring it back to both of you and, and tie it together on how um, you both are here. Um, Adam, I know you made an introduction, um, but can you just tell us a little bit about um, how you guys got to know each other and, and how we ended up here today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I uh, was visiting a manufacturer in Western Mass, and um, they invited me to this, what I'll call a community of practice, a bunch of manufacturers, um, folks from academia, as well as, um, you know, just people that are a part of the community and investing into the community. And 
that's kind of how I, I came into Howie's sort of ecosystem of sorts. And listening to the opportunities that these folks are trying to create for students is so crucial for our future, not just the future of manufacturing, but well beyond that. And to hear specifically what Howie and FlexCon are doing and how they're investing into students is exactly the sort of role model that we're trying to elevate and say, you know, this is a group that that truly believes like I do, uh, that that Cam does, that we need to invest in our young people and show them the opportunities that are available through STEM careers. The reality is you're not going to explore something you have no idea even exists. And I think the things that Howie is doing, what FlexCon is doing, and, and other manufacturers in Massachusetts are so crucial because when you begin to provide opportunities for students to see themselves and what the future could look like, you are really changing outcomes because what you're doing is you're arming them with options. And when you arm students with options, they now see what's possible and they can start taking those paths. You're not going to convince somebody to switch into a field, again, that they have no context or concept, mm -hmm. only these really old antiquated ideas of what is manufacturing. So I, as you know, Howie and I have had a couple offline conversations since then. And really, I, I, I want that model to, to really become a more pervasive model in Massachusetts. We need to reach into that K through 12 ecosystem in the community colleges and colleges um, if we're really going to make, you know, to move the needle as far as opening up that aperture of our workforce pipeline, it, it's so crucial. So I, I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to chat with Howie in this context as well, because again, what they're doing, I think is absolutely the right play to get students to start considering careers in advanced manufacturing. Howie, yeah, what are you doing? Like what, like, <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? What like, kind of Adam's magic like, do you have? Yeah, like what is going on over there? What are you doing? Well, uh, initially what I did was I partnered with the local school here in Spencer. And that program was really targeted at students that aren't immediately gonna go on to further education. Mm -hmm. So we had a group of four students that was our initial test pilot case. And I had people from our organization actually go up to the school on a weekly basis. And we went three days a week okay. and we actually created training modules to try to supplement some of the learning that they had in school, but okay. it was more geared towards practical manufacturing. So for example, I had the human resource team go up there and we taught them how to create a LinkedIn profile how to prepare for an interview. We did some mock interview trials. We talked about business ethics and codes of conduct. Then I had somebody from safety go and uh, talk to them about personal protective equipment, talk to them about what they might see in the plants. We actually had some role playing where we had some hazard identification and communication and got the students engaged. Uh, we talked about SPC, we talked about advanced manufacturing. Uh, and then to culminate that after about eight weeks, they, the students actually came on campus at FlexCon and they got to observe the practical applications out in the plant. So they got to, they had a rotational basis to go from 
maintenance, to go from the machine operators, to go to material handlers and actually see what we're really doing. And at the end of it, we had kind of a little mock graduation and a party and a celebration. And that's really where it all got started. Yeah. You know, since then, you know, we're involved in a lot of different things now. We, we actually have a couple of interns on site working for us mm -hmm. from different schools. Um, I'm creating a job shadowing day where we're going to ask several students just to come in, partner with somebody and, and get to see what they do on a daily basis. Um, I've been going to a multitude of different schools with, a, you know, armed with a PowerPoint and FlexCon samples showing people what we do and how we do things. And um, they've actually had some tours that are coming here. I have one tomorrow with 20 students from Ware High School uh, during our kind of our manufacturing day celebration. We're actually tomorrow at the same time that I'm bringing the students in. We're providing a cookout lunch for everyone in the company. And we're doing that tomorrow, tomorrow night to include our night shift and then Friday and Friday night to include our off shifts. So we're going to feed everybody in the company. And, you know, these students are going to see that. They're going to see how, you know, supply, um, employers actually appreciate their employees and what they do for manufacturing day. But, we, you know, so I, I'm involved with, all kinds of different schools, different levels of involvement and engagement, but you know, all of it's been so much fun. And usually what happens is I'll go to a school, kind of whet their appetite for what we're doing. And then they'll want to engage further and come in and they want to see it for themselves. And then they may want to get involved in internship programs as well. Howie, a big thing of what, what you just said that I really like is this idea of you know, not necessarily the words you're using, but it, you're, you're trying to show kind of the community that you guys are as a, as an organization and almost sort of wrap around and, and bring the, the, those students into that community. And again, I, I think that is such a powerful experience as, as a former educator, as a teacher, as an administrator, as an assistant superintendent, I, I, these were the sort of opportunities that I craved for my students to have, because again, this generation, I think more than previous generations feel the pull of community in such a dynamic way. And so by, by opening it up and saying, we care about you guys and that's why we're coming and hey, break bread with us. We're, we're gonna have a big cookout. I, I think really does change the perspective. And at least in the background, you're creating an opportunity for students to see themselves yeah. in three, four, five years yeah. in organizations like yours. And I just think that is a really special thing to provide. I think it helps diminish the anxiety and stress too that's behind that job search because more often than not, even if kids have interest, you know, you hear different titles, you hear the responsibilities of the job, but you don't actually get to engage with it at all or have any prior knowledge of what potentially you're signing up to do. Yeah. And I think the jobs shadowing in specific stuck out to me because for kids who maybe have an interest or don't have an interest yet in one area, it exposes them to whether or not they think that that would be a job that fits their interests. Um, and I don't know, I think that's incredibly impactful for high schoolers, especially since again, they don't really have a roadmap, so they don't quite know where to look. So it kind of ex just exposes them to all areas um, in one setting. So I think it's fantastic. That's a one great the, point. Oh, sorry, Howie, go ahead. Well, one of the things that I did want to mention is that the programs of the training and everything that we've done is not meant to be self-serving. 
So it's not a promotional, here's FlexCon, this is where you really need to end up. We're trying to give them the skills that they may need and tools that they can put in their toolbox to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And if they land at FlexCon, that's just a bonus. If they don't and go to another manufacturer, it's, it's still great for our economy. It's great for everybody. So it, like I said, it's not a self-serving program. It's not to create a pipeline of candidates streaming through the door for FlexCon. It's to create a pipeline of candidates streaming through the door for manufacturing. That's so nice. I mean, Howie, that is pretty, um, that, that alone is very impactful. It really is. That's impressive. Thank you. You mentioned some of the tours that you guys are doing, um, but are there other events that you guys want to highlight on what you're going to be engaging with for Manufacturing Day in specific, manu Manufacturing Month as a whole, or just STEM week? Well, um, a lot of it is, like I said, we're doing the cookouts for an appreciation for Manufacturing Day for all of our employees. So we're doing that um, STEM week, going to try to get involved with as many different projects as we can. We're actually working with a couple of uh, marketing students where we're actually going to take some things that they may not necessarily be able to be on site, some of them, but we have some projects that we're going to have them do in classroom things. We're also engaging some other schools where we can have them come here and then give them some assignments, some things to do. So I'm also engaging with some middle schools and some junior high schools. Um, there are a lot of arts and crafts types of projects. You know, FlexCon produces pressure sensitive films and materials. So we have a lot of that. And I give out sample packs to schools um, over the last month. I think eight different schools I've given probably 400 sample packs to of all kinds of different products. And it's pretty neat because some of them will take photos and send back what the kids made and they're pretty proud of what they've done. So just, and you know, it, it's kind of funny because even though October is manufacturing month, I think at FlexCon, we treat every month like it's manufacturing month. <laughs> and so this kind of, these activities are going on throughout the year. Howie, can you just tell everybody a little bit about what you guys do at FlexCon? Yeah, we are a world leader in pressure sensitive film manufacturing. So what we basically do is we take a substrate, uh, a release liner, which is the throwaway part of the product and marry it together with, a, with an adhesive. So we don't do any of the glorious stuff with it. We put the rolls together, we cut them down to different sizes or sheets and then our customers will actually take that and they'll die cut it, they'll print it. So I can tell you, I could challenge you to say that you can't go through your day without touching something that didn't start here at FlexCon in Spencer, Massachusetts. For example, you know, labels on a deodorant package, nameplates on a lawnmower, inserts uh, on a cell phone, lining on disc brakes. There's just a multitude. Um, we do a lot of uh, beverage labeling. I try to do some of the product Ooh. testing on the weekends myself for some of those. <laughs> <laughs> but, but actually, there's just a multitude of things that we're into that uh, people don't realize probably came from FlexCon. I love it. <laughs> Adam, anything exciting going on at Mass Tech? Yes. Um, 
we're, we're trying to finish up some final details for um, sort of a kickoff of our Mass Bridge um, awareness curriculum. So we created a 10 hour awareness curriculum um, for advanced manufacturing and we're really excited. It's been a lot of work. And so to finally be able to, to show it off is gonna be really exciting. Keeping uh, the spotlight on you, Adam, I know yeah. recently you've you've started to transition a little bit within Mass Tech over um, to, to student engagement. So I like to highlight the mashup because I'm a humongous supporter of that student section that was in attendance. It was the first time at the mashup there were students. There was 300 of them, um, a very large number. Um, and I kind of just want to ask you, you know, what's the passion behind you kind of closing the gap in the pipeline, having that interest in student engagement um, and why it's so important to engage that interest early, like you guys are saying, K through 12. Um, can you kind of talk a little bit about that? Yeah, gladly. Um, so again, like as I mentioned, I, I, I'm a former educator. And so that will always be a lingering passion and, and concern. Um, and in working with students, I mean, the reality is they're going to be excited about something. And so you have the opportunity to present things to students and see how it resonates with them. And when you're talking about their futures, this is huge. And a lot of students don't know what they want to do when they grow up. And I mean, there's a lot of 20, 30, 40 year olds that don't know what they want to do when they grow <laughs> up. But, you know, to be able to, to provide real options, A, from a curriculum perspective where students get an opportunity to touch and feel and look at all of this emerging technology and then possibly see themselves working with that emerging technology. If we don't show it to them, they don't know that it exists. And I, I so, I mean, I, that's, that's a huge piece of what I'm about is, is STEM education. And, you know, having an event like the mashup where we did, we were able to bring 300 students and it was a lot of moving parts and it worked really, really, really well. Um, I, I pulled up an email um, that I, I was just gonna share a little blurb from, and this was from a teacher who brought her kids. And, and to me, this typifies why we do what we do. Uh, she wrote, thank you, my kids had a ball. They wanted to go back into the area where the booths were and continue to explore. They wanted to go again next year. They wanted to stay longer. I had students stepping out of their comfort zone and they were presenting. They were interacting with adults, figuring out what interested them. It was amazing. I wanted to thank you personally for providing such a great experience. Wow. That's why we do what we do. Yeah. When we give kids an opportunity to step out and step up, mm -hmm. they clear the bar. And, and so to be able to, to have an event where we are celebrating manufacturing, all these students that came were Innovation Pathway students that were on an advanced manufacturing track. So they already have some interest. And for some kids, they just signed up for it because it was available and it sounded kind of fun. And being able to go and then actually touch and feel and you know play with spot that robotic dog from Boston Dynamics, Emma, that you mentioned, was a huge experience for our kids. And I've talked to several of the teachers since then and they all mimic a, a very similar sentiment. And I just think when we can do more events like that to showcase really what manufacturing is, um, we're, we're presenting our, our, our field in a way that it may not have traditionally been presented.
Mm -hmm. you know, and we use that dark, dirty, and dangerous. Well, no, it's safe, secure, sustainable. And like, these are the opportunities that we provide for kids. And so for that, um, it was a huge success. And so that's really the impetus behind my passion for what we did and what we hope to continue to do. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, I'm super excited. I know we just had it at the end of September, but um, next year, because now for those kids, again, not too long ago, I was a student myself. And I think the, the pride in it is these kids come in, they have no idea what to expect. They've never talked to a, you know, a CEO of a company or, you know, even yeah. people within these companies, really. So it's all that fear of like, oh, what are we walking into? And you see, you know, over the, the duration of the event, them having more and more confidence to go up to tables and say, you know, what do you guys do? Um, what are options? Absolutely. What's a roadmap look like for you guys is career advancement. How many people have been able to, to move upward within your company? I mean, you I know, thought it was, it was really about that, too, to do that is so we, we also in this part of the event, we had um, industry ambassadors. So folks who volunteered to, to come and interact with the students and every single person that did that pulled me aside and these kids are amazing. The future of our industry is so bright. This was the shot in the arm that I needed to see. And it was really, really cool to hear that sort of feedback. And the, the design engineering project, some of the creations that these kids designed and prototyped were, were fantastic. And so again, I, it, was, it was really, really exciting to see kids step up and, and showcase. Absolutely. I think too, Emma, what's nice with you is we, we have, you know, Emma, obviously, coming into this, um, you know, she's like, she just said, she's not far from school and, and has a different perspective on it, but you also being with MacWick, you know, and seeing that and understanding that, um, and you can, you need talk a little bit more about MacWick because I think what happens is there's a lot of manufacturers that don't even know what it is or that it exists. And so another, this is another avenue that we have that's available for people to get into. And I think, we knew that when we, when Emma came in, we thought we, we see she is a coach at a high school level. Um, she has a lot of connections and passions with teaching and engaging. And so we saw a good fit for her in her strengths, but tell, tell a little bit more about MacWIC. Yeah. So I'm MassMEP. I'm the MacWIC um, program facilitator, if that's the title we're going to use. Um, <laughs> it's basically a certification that covers basic competency skills um, for entry-level positions. So for these kids that want to go to the next level within manufacturing, um, this is something that they can go through um, with no cash flow obligation to the school. Um, we set everything up. All we need is a, a list of basically first and last names and then the level test that the students want to take. Um, and we proctor everything. One of the things that came through COVID was um, more flexibility um, in that timeline of, of when they can actually test. Um, so before we were going into schools, now it's virtually, but again, it's a lot of pressure off proctors, um, also a little bit um, of pressure taken off us as well, because it's much more fluid. You can test um, whenever the, the teacher um, deems fit for the class. So, um, you know, it gives students in some cases much more time, um, you know, more time to study, things of that sorts. But um, it's fun just because, you know, during a normal workday, you get to work with, you know, the older generations and then you go and switch to MacWick and you're working with high school students again. So it's a fun perspective to get. Um, I love engaging with them. Again, not too far out. Um, my favorite age group to coach is those high school kids. They keep me entertained. So um, I've really, really been enjoying it. Yeah. 
I think too, um, we do also, you can do the MACWIC certification program at, in adult ed. Um, mm -hmm. And that's nice as well. So that's, that's always um, an opportunity and, and the flexibility of that. Now, when is usually the big time of year that you kind of are at your height of MACWIC? Yeah, I would say around November and then March, April-ish area. Um, we get all of the information to get people signed up at the beginning of both the fall and spring, but when they're actually testing, it's towards the end of the uh, the quarter for them. So um, it's, you know, it's fun. Sometimes it gets a little hectic, but again, it's a, it's a good mix in my day. Get to work with some of the younger folks. Howie, do you, would that be something like if, if you had somebody that came in and had the MacWick certification, is that something that kind of gives them a level up? Sure it does. Uh, you know, uh, that, that was one of the things that when we did the training, uh, earlier this spring mm -hmm. in, uh, with, you know, David Prouty High School, we talked to the students about that to say, hey, listen, if you have a MacWIC program, you come in there, it's, it's just another thing that looks really good on a resume. Yeah, it shows some dedication, it shows that you're willing to grow and challenge yourself and be more confident. So that's certainly would give a resume a second look, yeah. if they had that on there. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's great. Now, Adam, I know you can talk a little bit too about um, Mass Bridges High School curriculum program. Yeah, absolutely. So super excited about this. As I kind of alluded to a little earlier, um, we will be doing the official launch uh, during STEM week. Um, Makers of a Better Future is the, the title of the curriculum. It was a DOD funded project um, that allowed us to highlight five technologies their corresponding federal manufacturing USA institutes. Um, and then really importantly, so you, you look at the technology, you see its applications, but then what are the careers associated with those technologies? So we explore things like advanced functional fabrics, um, automation and robotics, additive manufacturing, 3D printing, uh, flexible hybrid electronics and photonics. Mm -hmm. And we give students, it's, it's a 10 hour experience and initially it was conceived to live on an edX platform, um, but during our alpha testing, so we've done alpha and beta testing of this curriculum. Um, we've had about 15 schools spread out throughout the Commonwealth that have helped us in this work. And what we realized really quickly was that we needed to put this curriculum in a platform that was already being used at schools and would allow for a little bit more flexibility in its implementation. So something that is completely made for sort of a remote context is sort of a challenging within the context of a school where you have students in front of you. And so this would allow a teacher to do as much as they wanted synchronously or asynchronously. So it just gives the teachers a little bit more in their toolbox and how they use this. And really, I mean, again, the purpose is just to inspire young adults to see what's possible through advanced manufacturing um, and, and see these careers associated with it. So we have a lot of activities similar to what you saw at the mashup where we had like a design engineering ideation kind of challenge built into parts of the curriculum, but also we pulled job postings from real companies and everything from, I need a high school diploma to I need a PhD and allow students to sort of look at those really kind of deep dive what is in those or, um, job postings 
and then how they might begin to think about their future as it relates to goal making or goal setting. And so we, we really tried to, to provide students with as many vistas to really understand the industry uh, through this curriculum. So I'm really, really excited. We've had educators working with us in its building. Um, and so to be able to now be able to give it away on Google um, is fantastic. And what's kind of nice is we've been talking with folks in the MEP network mm-hmm. and um, from the national perspective, yep. and you know they want us to present uh, makers of a better future to sort of their their national coffee hour, yeah, uh, because there there's a lot of things that every state is trying to figure out this awareness piece and how do we raise awareness to this younger generation, and so really really excited to be a part of it and to finally see this thing after a year of work come to fruition is super exciting. Yeah, it's definitely it's a definite need to. I think it's something that we, you know, we you and I talk a lot behind the scenes and we have said that there's a, you know, this what's happening with this aging workforce and how it's transitioning out and then debunking these myths of what's going on with manufacturing and really opening up the perspective of what manufacturing is today and how it is a viable career really for anybody younger is all in the education and teaching and the training and then letting them know. So having something like this opens up that door for them to see things earlier, younger, and take advantage of that and then be able to go, wow, this isn't, this is what the manufacturers, because that's who we work with. And really in all honesty, anyone who is an employer looking at that youth is they, what they don't know, they don't know. So they're fresh, they're new, you know, can you teach them different things? And then they are more eager to learn and want to be a part of something that's going to be a bigger picture. Like you said earlier, being a part of something that's community and connected and being, you know, what are we, what is the value add we're giving back to the state of Massachusetts and knowing being a part of somewhere, you know, like Flexcon or other manufacturers that stayed open during, you know, the pandemic and we're able to keep going and giving back to what the state is putting forward to keep us moving forward as, you know, economically and and growing, not only within our own state, but across, like you're saying with all the networks. So it does tie us all together. Um, And I think that's, that's really a great opportunity. Now, when this goes, so it is live, it's not live. If people want to know, schools want to know more about like what, what's the process we have to go through for this? Uh, So currently right now, um, it does live on an edX platform uh, in a sandbox version. The live version will go on the 14th of October. Um, So folks who are looking for completely an asynchronous experience, things are self-graded, you get a certificate at the end, you can go through that platform um, and you can just contact uh, myself at MassTech or Megan Abella Bowen and um, we can get you signed up if that's something that you're looking for. Um, And then on the flip side, we'll be doing a professional development with Innovation Pathway Schools through the Department of Elementary and Secondary Ed to help um, kind of move to scale Um, And then we have already presented at places like MAVA. And so we have a really large group of schools that are really asking for this curriculum and want to fold it into things that they're already doing, especially in that freshman year or eighth grade band. 
yeah. where students are making decisions about their future. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're seeing, and that's getting younger and younger as they're you know getting to that point. It is a lot to put on that age group um, and that generation. I do think though that they're, as we said earlier, with like technology and everything, and they are a little bit more advanced than what we were. I have to wonder when when I was in eighth grade, if I would have been able to handle something like that my senior year of high school. And I was still like, eh, not really sure if I'm going to college or not, you know, needed to make a decision. But I do think that this generation is a little bit more prepared for that and they are able to handle it. But because it does offer so many opportunities, like how are you saying, you know, you're not just, it's not just teaching them, it's soft skills, right? It's life skills that it's teaching them as well. So it's not just about making a decision now, and this is going to be you for the rest of your future, but there's so many elements that go into that, that help you become that person of the future. So it, it's nice to have this. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So do either of you have anything else that you want to hit on, you know, as we're in manufacturing month um, and we approach STEM week that you feel that listeners would benefit from hearing? Well, one of the things that I just encourage other Massachusetts manufacturers to start adopting a program and involve students and engage students. And I'd be happy to be a resource, tell you what we've done, um, help somebody get started. You know, sometimes it's timing, sometimes it's just initiative. Yeah. And, uh, you know, really this year upcoming is one of the tasks that I am uh, tasked with is to try to involve more manufacturers and to get other people doing similar type of programs. So I'd be glad to be a resource if someone would like to utilize me. I love it. So what we're hearing from you is that how you're a great mentor, right? That's a great mentor program. I like that. We might have to work on that. Here we go. Putting things out in the universe, bringing them, right? Here we go again. Adam, how about for you? I would, I'd echo that sentiment. Um, you know, currently right now, there are 34 innovation pathways that are offering advanced manufacturing tracks. And we need to continue to, you know, work with schools and helping them through that designation process. School, like it, it we're in such this really interesting place in that schools really do see the need for this sort of STEM offerings. But how they do it, how they get there is is often where the struggle is. And, you know, so reach out to folks at CAM, like myself. We've been chatting with lots of schools about the designation process. And then at the same way, um, how can we help schools move in industry from these one-off sort of unsustainable engagement models to something that is organic and sustainable and kind of seeing that as a continuum? Um, so that we're, we're creating networks and systems in which industry can, can come in and support their future because these schools and these programs are the future, whether we're talking your traditional chapter 74 programming, you know, um, you know, the Vogue Tech schools, you know, and their after dark programming, or we're talking about these innovation pathways. I just think we need to, we need to figure out a way to better support these programs so that the students, when they graduate, are mm-hmm. already, they leave with a, an entry into industry. Um, and I think that would be a really su- exciting place for us as an industry to get to. 
Yeah. So we'd love to help with that as well. Super. I love it. All right. So we're going to work on those things. We're going to start pushing that. We're going to create, maybe see if we can get together like a mentor program. Howie, you will be, um, we will make you the leader of the mentor program. That's what we will give you. Sounds good to me. All right. I like it. I like you it. A scepter though, Howie. You got to You got to You got to negotiate okay. for a scepter or something. Okay. Along those lines. okay. I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. Don't want to wear a cape because we all know we learned from a movie um, from a Disney movie that whenever you wear a cape, it usually doesn't bode well for those cape wearers in any movie that usually, Fair. right? The cape <laughs> yeah. gets sucked in or gets Capes caught Capes are somewhere. definitely not OSHA compliant. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that that I it. think is the, the bottom line to this. You got it. That's what you're hearing from this. So scepters, yeah. not a problem, but capes, not OSHA compliant. Um, yeah. So before we go though, and we're, we're coming uh, down to the wire. So Emma, we obviously at Mass MEP, um, we're here supporting the Center for Advanced Manufacturing or for CAM, and we obviously support um, FlexCon, and we work with both of you two gentlemen and your organizations closely, um, but we also work for all the manufacturers as well uh, across the state. So we have a couple of events that we have coming up for Manufacturing Month, if you want to kind of roll through those quickly and let people know what we've got going on. I know that um, I'm thinking we probably are not going to get this out to the audience until maybe a little bit later in the month of October. So if that helps you streamline some things there or not, um, I probably should have mentioned that a little earlier. <laughs> you, can, you can read between the lines of what I'm saying there. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Well, I'll still give a shout out for MFG day on, um, Friday, the 7th. Yeah. Um, but following that, we do have a lot of events up on our website. Some are our own, some we're helping to promote. Um, for others, whether it's schools, some of our third parties, our clients, there's a ton on here. Um, but our FDA, our medical device development workshop begins on October 12th. There's, there'll be three separate sections, meaning it's three separate days. Um, so registering for one means you're registering for all of them, but that's with um, Ben Linville Engler. He's from Mass Tech as well. Um, also on the 12th, we have our four steps to faster growth and greater quality of life. Um, with Paul Serafino, that's beginning at 11 a.m. Um, those are our two more recent, or the two closest to being upcoming, I guess, following this week. Um, but again, there's tons on our website, massmep.org, under that workshops tab on that top bar. Um, check it out. That's where you guys can register. It's really simple. Um, but yeah, we, we, we hope there's something on there that catches your eye and, and you can get involved. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, gentlemen, for joining us today for the podcast. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks, thanks for taking for time us. out of your days. Yeah, I know it's busy. It's tough. How he's got, um, he's got a lot of community engagements he's got to work on over there and taking an hour out of his time. Look, you just added community engagement to your day. So technically, you were working <laughs> the whole time, Howie, right? Yeah, you know, the one thing that during this whole time, I can't believe that you and Emma didn't mention to Adam once that he was on mute the whole time. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> and he's that gonna have that to wasn't brought to my attention. He's going to have to record everything. <laughs> Howie, you just got yourself an instant invite back on this podcast anytime. Okay. <laughs> that was the best joke I have heard all day today. That's fantastic. I'm having you back. Like Emma and I are like, this guy's great. Yeah, you're, you're coming in, coming in. Anytime. 
we'll keep you around. Well, when you got a, uh, how many more years? You could, we'll, we'll keep you around. You might just come in and just do the podcast with us. Okay. Sounds like a deal. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't go with the flow with everything. We throw right. things on and he's like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right now, everybody's like, oh my gosh, you really think that guy sat the whole time and thought he was on mute? <laughs> <laughs> it was a couple seconds of panic in Adam's face, I think, but yeah. that was a delivery punch. Felt flush for a moment. <laughs> yeah. You know what, though? How he thoroughly enjoyed it. And honestly, so did I. So it was great. It was, just a, it was a great time. I, I, I love this. This was really good. Good. Well, we're glad. We're glad that, you know, you can join us. And, and obviously, I'm glad that Adam brought this to our attention and said, hey, this is something we need to, to speak to. And we feel very strongly feel the same way about it. So um, this was one of those moments where, you know, we can carry this forward. And hopefully we will generate more things out of this, like we said. Uh, but it is important for us uh, in manufacturing in the state of Massachusetts specifically, but I think like you're saying uh, nationally as well at a, at a level where we feel that this is something that, you know, it's not just what's happening here, but what could be also happening across the U.S. and let's, let's build us back, you know, better um, every day so that we can, we can do this as, uh, as Massachusetts and as the United States. So and, and Adam, thank you very much for uh, your intervention here and getting this uh, set up. I appreciate it. My <laughs> pleasure. Thank you for all that you're doing. I mean, again, I we can't we can't inspire students to pursue something they don't know that exists. So thank you for all the work that you're doing um, and, and looping schools and programs into um, all things manufacturing. Boy, all, all these uh, compliments back and forth. Is this manufacturing day or Valentine's day? <laughs> <laughs> is there a difference is the question. <laughs> well, it really is. That's awesome. I got it. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for joining Thank us. Thank you so much. Great to see you, everybody. Have a thanks, good everyone, rest of your for listening. Day. Yeah, thanks right. for listening to Bye, the Mass Manufacturing Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Mass MEP Manufacturing Podcast, Transforming Manufacturing Enterprises. You can subscribe to our channel anywhere you listen to your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and you can always go to our website at massmep.org. So we'll see you next time, whether it's our space, your space, or cyberspace.